Welcome to Back to the Shack. I am your host, Big Bad Blair. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Please like and share. Uh, on, uh, on to Canada Day and what happened and transpired in Winnipeg. Being a Manitoban and being having the utmost respect for our history of Canada and Canadian history and all things Canada and taking the good with the bad and the bad with the good. Um, the one thing I need to say to the people that removed Queen Victoria's statue and defaced it and vandalized it you do realize she had nothing to do with the residential schools. She has everything to do with the schools opening. She has nothing to do. She had nothing to do with what transpired inside those schools. The monarch has no true power in Canada. Royal assent is given by the governor general, who sits on behalf of the queen. It takes the rule away from from the UK. We have no British rule in Canada. The monarch is there in name alone, in essence alone. They have no true, actual power in Canada. Queen Victoria had nothing to do with the residential schools. She opened those schools in 1890, died 11 years later. Everything that transpired after her death is all the stuff that's that was been being reported, all the graves being found, and they're not unmarked graves, people. They are not unmarked. How long have those graves been sitting there? With wood stakes and wood markers. What happens to wood after a hundred years? What happens to it? It deteriorates. It it becomes one with the earth. Let's just completely disregard that about fucking science. Because, you know, we're supposed to be following the political science. The pseudoscience. Like, mainstream media is making our past politicians, which were all liberals, because during the course of the residential schools, the majority of the time, who was running this country? The liberals. The liberal parties were. Like... In my lifetime, I only remember two conservative run, two conservative leaders: Brian Mulroney, Stephen Harper. The rest were liberals. This is twenty years, twenty years, two conservative leaders. In twenty fucking years, two conservative fucking leaders, guys. The rest are liberals. And people are blaming the conservatives, blaming Harper, blaming Mulroney. Blame the liberals for the residential schools. <laughs> Stephen Harper acknowledged and showed regret and remorse for those actions in 2015 when he apologized to the First Nations for the residential schools when the Truth and Reconciliation Act came out. Like, disregard that entirely. you got to listen to mainstream media. This is genocide. It's genocide if the graves weren't marked. The graves were marked. 
I'm not sticking up for the politicians. I'm giving you the facts based on actual fucking science. Like, nothing lasts forever, especially fucking wood stakes and wood markers. A hundred years ago, they didn't have stone markers because, one, stone was expensive. Easier just to take two pieces of wood and nail them together, and there you go. You got your, you got your marker. And it was all the liberals. Like, Alexander Mackenzie called, called the First Nations greedy and a waste of money. That's Alexander King. Or Alexander Mackenzie. Liberal. And like I said, 20 years, two conservative, two different conservative leaders in 20 fucking years. Since I started voting, there's been one conservative leader. Since I turned 18, there's been one conservative leader. Stephen Harper. Who did more for this country... Got us out of the deficit and had our bal- our budget fucking balanced. And then he lost the election to Trudeau and now look where we are. He goes out and promises the people in promises the First Nations. And this is what gets gets me. You guys are so fucking gullible. So fucking gullible. You don't look back at the history on how the government has treated and persecuted you. You take their handouts, and then you vote for them. They offer you money, you vote for them. They, they say, oh, we'll give you clean drinking water. Then you vote for them. And what happens? That promise doesn't get fulfilled. You guys have been waiting 25 years for clean drinking water in the northern reservations of northern Manitoba and Saskatchewan, and yet you're not getting any of that. You're getting lies. You're getting money that should be given to water fil- filtration plants to different fucking countries for foreign aid. But let's not help the First Nations with clean drinking water. No, no, no. People in China need the money more. We can throw $40 million into the Chinese infrastructure bank, but we can't put a 40 we can't build a $40 million water filtration facility. As a taxpayer, I would love to see that happen. If it means, you know, betterment for my fellow men. But keep voting for the liberals, guys. Keep taking their handouts and drinking their Kool-Aid. Because deep down, you know, you deep down, you fucking know they don't give two shits about you. And the whole appointing a First Nations woman as our Governor General, the first First Nations woman as our Governor General. Like, I am fucking proud of that. But her resume did work for CBC? Yeah. And that was back in the 70s when Pierre Elliott Trudeau was in power. So, how familiar is Mary Simon with Pierre, with uh, Justin Trudeau. Like, you, you can't trust anything. you got to ask these, ty- these types of questions. Because, one, you can't trust anyone. 
The governor general sits on, like I said, sits sits on behalf of the queen. Keep the prime minister in line and 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 in check so he's not overstepping and not pass trying to pass bullshit fucking bills and like Bill C-10 and Bill C-36. Both got tabled and Senate closed the doors on both. So we have to wait till September. Um, and the reason he appointed this governor general is so he can get royal assent on certain bills so he, does, he can bypass certain procedures. Which he can't really bypass because conservatives are watching him like watching him so fucking closely. Um, but with that, like, do you remember the last First Nations woman he appointed as a first per as a first individual in that role? The Attorney General of Canada. Jody Wilson-Raybould. What happened with her? Oh yeah, she got fired because she said no. She said no to him. Jane Philpott, same thing. Like, he kicks people out of the cabinet that don't agree with him. What are you going to do when the Governor General says, no, I'm not signing a royal assent to that? I'm not signing royal assent to that. No. What are you going to do? Try to fire her? You appointed her. She's supposed to keep you there in line. You fire that Governor General? You just got rid of two Governor Generals in the span of fucking three years. Like, you don't know what you're doing, Trudeau. You don't. And it pisses me off that you come out and you say that Canada is a racist country. No, no, Mr. Blackface, you're the racist. We are a multicultural country. We are so diverse in different cultures that we are the furthest thing from a racist fucking country. You're racist. What did you say about old stock Europeans? You find them offensive. Um, dude, look in a fucking mirror. You're part white. You're an old stock European. So you're offended by yourself. Like... And I've seen questions floating around on Telegram. I'm, I'm just going to jump right into this, this shit that the shit storm that happened in Ontario with uh, the self promoter uh, jackass Chris Sky. You know, Chris, you say you want to unite this country, but then how come you're over you're you're jumping over provinces and making piss poor excuses? You come to Winnipeg once, and the second time you're supposed to come, you, you become a coward. You become scared. You don't want to get arrested. But Maxine Bernier got arrested. And to those people that say, oh, it was staged, if it was staged, it would have been an unmarked cruiser. It would have been a highway, highway patrol. It would have been, like, you wouldn't be able to tell it was a cop car. It would be a ghost car. And yes, the officers that detained Maxime Bernier were out of uniform. But when you're in a community of, say, five, between 500 and 750 people, 
in such a small fucking town like St. Pierre Jolie, you're going to get officers coming off duty and going home out of uniform, wearing blue jeans, wearing a baseball cap, but still wearing their vest and everything. You're going to get individuals like that. You're going to get cops like that. I've, I've encountered cops like that in Stonewall, Manitoba. Coming home from work, coming home from uh, the cop shop, they'll be in their jeans, still wearing their, their cop vest and everything, and going home. It wasn't staged. Maxime Bernier was actually arrested. Um, Chris Skye, he's a coward. He's, he's not a freedom fighter. He's a Chris Skye fighter. He fights for himself. He's just as narcissistic and, so, and sociopathic as Justin Trudeau. Chris Skye, you're not the saving grace of Canada. The people are. All people in Canada are the saving grace of this nation. We all rise up. We end this. We end the tyranny. We end the draconian style of whatever's going on here. We end the vaccine rollout. It all ends when we all rise. People are scared to rise. I understand that. There is a certain level of fear about standing up for what you believe in. I believe in what I'm saying. I believe in this country. I believe in our history. And the best way I can do this without me losing my job is by doing a podcast. That way, you know, I save myself face and I feel better because I'm, I feel like I'm educating people on actual Canadian history. And Chris Skye is just saying words. He tries to come in and overtake a rally in Ontario. Saying the people came there to hear him speak. Um, I, I saw the screenshot of the list of speakers, Chris, that was posted on Telegram. You weren't on it at all. Like Your name wasn't even in that list. And what they wanted... They, they had a set they had a set plot line of how they a timeline of how they want what they wanted you know to be spoken and that is what it meant to be Canadian like I saw videos from Randy Hillier and all this other all these other guys and and to say like we can't trust any any politician all politicians are all equally corrupt in Canada no, no. Derek Sloan's not corrupt. I don't think Randy Hillier's corrupt. Like, he looks like he's going to fucking drop any minute. I don't think he's corrupt as a, at all. He's worried about people and people harming themselves and breathing in dirty fucking unfiltered air and making themselves sick. He's, like, the no more lockdowns coalition, like the No More Lockdowns movement that Randy Hillier started, he started before the Just Say No movement. Once Randy Hillier started opening his mouth and speaking the truth about the PCR tests, the masks, the restrictions, the lockdowns, that's when Chris Skye started up his whole fucking spiel. The whole Just Say No movement happened after the No More Lockdowns.
I remember because I was paying attention. My buddy Mike showed me uh, a clip of Chris Guy in the airport saying no to the security guards and everything, trying to get, you know, PCR tests and all this other shit. And a quarantine hotel and all that crap. So, that is after Randy Hillier came out and started questioning the PCR test in the house. And he wasn't getting a straight answer, so he knew it was bullshit. But he had no evidence to indicate that. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are out there to make a quick buck. Uh, Kevin Johnson, like Kevin J. Johnson, I've been following him for the longest time, since April of 2020. Um, he's not controlled. I don't believe Kevin J. Johnson's controlled at all. I don't believe Randy Hillier's controlled opposition. Maxime Bernier, 50-50. Uh, Chris Guy, 100% controlled opposition. Self-promoter. Cares about himself. Cares about his book sales. Cares about, you know, him traveling. Like, don't care about the people and as a whole. But, you know... It's just disgusting. It's disgusting that you're making money off of this, Chris. Like, and you're, you call yourself a fucking patriot? I'm not making money off of this. I'm not making money for educating people. I'm not looking to make money. I'm not looking to promote myself into something that I'm not. Yes, I'm a comedian. Yes, I make fun of shit. Yes, I'm making fun of you. Like, it's that simple, guys. Make fun of Chris Sky. Chris Sky has turned his back on us. With that one tweet he sent out, saying that if more more men don't start standing up, he's going to leave and he's not going to feel feel sympathy or sorry for us. We dug our own graves. Really, really, you come out and you you try to rally the troops and then. It's not to your liking, so you're just going to do what you did with your masks. Like, weren't you advocating the masks when this whole thing came out? And then when Randy Hillier starts questioning things, that's when you start, you know, forcing the whole char- the charter movement. Like, Chris, you're an idiot. You're a sociopath. You're a narcissist. You're full of shit. You don't care about the fucking people. If you cared about the fucking people, you wouldn't be jumping over fucking provinces. You jumped over Winnipeg. Oh, I'm doing a cross-Canada tour. Oh, I might get arrested in Winnipeg, so I'm just going to avoid Manitoba. But Scott Moe said the same thing to you in Saskatchewan. But you go to Regina. Like... Oh, controlled opposition, guys. If he was who he said he was and he cares about this country as a whole, he would come to each province. Maxime Bernier did. He didn't give a fuck what Brian Pallister said. Oh, I'll arrest. Oh, I'll have you arrested. I hope his his bank his bank account will be emptied. No, 
Maxime Bernier went to St. Pierre Jolie, did his thing, and then got arrested for speaking in front of 12 people. And like I said, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't staged. That arrest wasn't staged. If you grew, I, I grew up in a small rural community, guys. Like I said, I've seen cops out of uniform, half in uniform, half out of uniform, and that's usually when they're going home. Guaranteed, that cop that arrested Maxine Bernier in Manitoba was on his way home. And he got the call, and he ran the plates, and sure enough, it was Mac- it, the car was uh, registered under Maxine Bernier or whoever was driving. So, that happened. Was it staged? I don't think it was. I really don't. Yes, Maxime Bernier at one point was on the Queen's Privy Council back when he was a Conservative member, when he was part of the Conservative Party of Canada. But he stepped away because he didn't like the direction the CPC was going because it was going in the direction of a more libertarian conservative, conservatism. And that's something Maxime didn't want. So he stepped away and started his own party, the People's Party of Canada. Just because he was once on the Queen's Privy Council, which is basically the underling of the Governor General, doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean he's pledging loyalty to the monarch that's only in essence and name only in Canada. He ha- he's looking out for us. He's trying to. He's a politician. He's not making money off of doing this. He's trying to gain voter support across this country. Like, mm, it's a fucking election's coming up. Politicians do this. They go from coast to coast gaining votes and voter support. You fucking morons. Just like the fucking morons that removed Queen Victoria's statue. Disregard everything. Disregard the fucking facts. Just listen to what mainstream media and everybody else feeds you. With Maxine Bernier, I'd like to see evidence to these people that are saying like he, he's corrupt, he, he's, uh, he's a two-headed snake. Show me evidence. Show me proof. Until then, shut the fuck up about Maxine Bernier. Like, I want Maxine Bernier to win in the East. I want Jay Hill to win in the West. Get rid of the top three party system and go start something fucking new. Something new, something fresh. What I would really love to see is the People's Party of Canada and the Maverick Party join forces. You want true change? That's true change. Jay Hill was a conservative member for Stephen Harper, Speaker of the House. Uh, also, he was with... Uh, he was in the Reform Party. Which was a kind of a coalition between the Conservatives and the NDP. That was the Reform Party. Now Jay Hill has the Maverick Party. He's our interim leader. And yes, he has my vote. He has my support. 
And to the people in the east, stop supporting Trudeau. To the people in, nor in the northern reservations, he's not going to give you clean drinking water. He's been three, this will be the third time he has promised you guys clean drinking water. Five, six, five years ago, he said the same thing. Just last year, he said the same thing. So far, how, how, much, how much has he sent for foreign aid? I think it's close to about almost $5 billion to foreign aid and $420 million to something else. All this money he's wasting on all these other countries, he's just disregarding his main promise that got him elected. Clean drinking water in the north. So, I, I want the First Nations to wake up and realize the liberals don't give a fuck about you. The reason why there's un, these so-called unmarked graves and all the deaths and genocide in the residential schools? Liberals. All liberals. The Truth and Reconciliation Act that was brought in by Stephen Harper, who apologized for the persecution and the genocide of these, of these young children in these schools. This is not new information, guys. This information has been out there for the longest fucking time. These schools, these grave sites were found Back in 2015. Seven years ago. They were found. Stephen Harper apologized. It came out with the Truth and Reconciliation Act. And now Justin Trudeau is fighting the First Nations in court. And has been fighting them in court for the, for the longest time. Wasting tax dollars. Rather than pay out to the First Nations, you much rather, you know, waste more tax dollars on dragging this out. So you want to talk about, like, that's what people want to talk about. Controlled opposition. I'm not controlled. I'm just the Manitoban who just doesn't like what's going on in Canada. Doesn't like what's happening in his country. I want to see it stop. And people are like, oh, I just want things to go back to normal. Do you really want to go back to being brainwashed? And having nothing but propaganda thrown in your face for hours on end, for years on end? Do you really want to go back to that normal? I'd much rather go back to a new normal. A brand new way of life. Where politicians are, are accountable for their own actions and how they treat their citizens. The, the citizens in the West, the residents in the West, oh, actually, the residents throughout Canada, new and old, have all been getting screwed over by this government. I mean, think about it. This is a deadly pandemic, yet we keep our, our air borders open, but we close our land borders. So we can allow people to come from Brazil, India, China, UK. Like, 
you can have all these international flights coming in from different countries, but nobody can fly there. But people can come into Canada. Like, it's time to wake up, guys. It's time to stop this bullshit. It's It's time to stop this pandering and placating to this false, this fucking false lies and deceit coming from Justin Trudeau. Comes out and says that we're we're a racist country. Um, where the fuck are you getting that from? Because unless you're you're looking at Canadian history differently than what I'm looking at, um, I see it completely differently. Any any culture that was persecuted by our governments. I understand. I, I don't treat people like that. I don't. I don't give in to you know the stereotypical humor of the First Nations. Yeah, I'll joke around with them in a buddy manner, and you know, if they tell me a racist joke, I'll tell them one. Not really. Out of, it's out of jest. Like it's joking. There's no seriousness behind it, and the one joke that I just tell them. If they, one, one guy, one of my buddies told me this joke. Um, what's the fastest thing going through an Indian res, or a, a native, well, a reservation? A beer truck. I kind of laughed. I'm like, that's kind of funny. And he's like, well, what's the second fastest? I'm like, I don't know. What is the second fastest? The First Nation, cha- <laughs> the, the Aboriginal chasing chasing the beer truck what's a really rare what's a rare artifact a full beer bottle laying in in the ditch on a reservation like those are the jokes that some of these first nations tell me like some of the some of the aboriginals in manitoba tell me and i i just tell them the one one thing one joke that my grandfather told me because again a fellow canadian told him this a true canadian told him this joke how do you get a one-armed Aboriginal out of a tree? Toss him a beer. Like, and it's out of jest. There's no, there's no derogatory or meanness behind it. There's no slander behind it. Like, I have nothing but the utmost respect for the First Nations, the true Canadians of this country. They were here first. Like, that's what I learned from Canadian history. The First Nations were here first. First Nations. Here first. And it's sad that they have to listen to this sociopathic piece of shit, Justin Trudeau. It's disgusting. That you guys are that you guys are willing to listen to this lunatic and not listen to your fellow man. But again, 
I I've been ra- I haven't been really rambling. I've been given a lot of information, a lot of a lot about Canadian history and a lot about the events that transpired on Canada Day in Manitoba. Uh, thank you again for tuning in, guys. Again, please like and share. I'll try to come come back in a couple weeks. I try to give a, at least a two week window between podcasts just so I can, you know, accumulate some information and I can write some jokes and some material about it. All right. So, have yourselves a terrific, terrific week, guys. Stay true to who you are. Be proud to be Canadian. And live free.